Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock, everybody. Are you ready to get on the train of comedy? Toot, toot, all aboard the skunk train. Oh, yeah, that's what you're listening to tonight in the fills is Skunk Train, Bajuka Joe playing in the background. We're here at Happy Hour, the happiest of happy hours without any alcohol. Oh, God, here at MutinyRadio.fm. So many amazing comedians that want to be funny for you tonight. Some I haven't seen in a while. Uh, I'm excited to see all of them here at Happy Hour. Happens here on MutinyRadio.fm every Friday from 6 to 8. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're just going to kick it right off. Tonight, we're looking at long, nice, long sets. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. Doesn't mean you're done, just means you got a minute. So uh, if you don't know what a minute is, become a better comedian and figure that out. Uh, but you'll be fine tonight. We're going to be doing five, six-minute sets, uh, kind of depending. Everyone who pre-signed online definitely gets that six-minute set, that jewel of Friday that you've been looking for. Hey, listening audience, aren't you in for a treat? Your first comedian of the night. So hilarious. He was part of... Not sketch fest, but like it's one of those things in the other countries, like where you do a thing. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a thing where you're in another country and then you be funny all the time, and it's like blah, it's called something. Anyways, he has a name. You guys are gonna love him. Everybody, put your hands together for Sid Singh. Keeping it choking, big time West Coasting, home of the purple land of the grace. This is how that introduction started off so nice, and then it kept going. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was in Scotland for a month and a half, and uh, uh, America went crazy. Uh, turns out, yeah, I went for a month and a half, and all sorts of shit happened. I mean, not everything changed, you know. Uh, McDonald's still bigger than Burger King, you know. Coke still bigger than Pepsi, but it turns out, and this is real. It turns out, America, while I was gone, uh, has Nazis now. Uh, so that was cool. That was a cool welcome home moment. You ever have to? And I was hanging out in Europe. So I actually had to explain to a German guy, like, no, 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 Franz, you had Nazis, we have Nazis, all right? So you're welcome. Uh, Which, by the way, not only do we have Nazis, but, like, I read the newspaper about Charlottesville. We have, like, stupid Nazis, you know what I mean? Did you guys watch it? I don't know, I guess it's dated now in America, but, like, every Nazi got a tiki torch. Do you know how stupid that is? How weird and stupid that is? That means that... The rest of the world sees our Nazis as people who are into two things. White supremacy uh, and Hawaii. Uh, those are their two things. And like I gotta say, a part of me wishes I could get a friend to infiltrate them just to see like how Hawaiian we could make them, you know, before they figure this out, you know what I mean? Just to have someone be in there and be like, that's right, the white race is the master race. And we will discuss this further uh, at my luau, uh, we're gonna do it. No, guys, listen. Hey, listen, listen. All right, we're gonna eat traditional Nazi cuisine there. Okay, I'm talking roast pig and pineapple. Who's with me? No, just like Adolf used to make. Okay, you know what? You guys are not into this bit. So anyway, as as Nazis say, aloha. All right, cool. Um, it's just it's frustrating that they call themselves Nazis. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing: if you're a white supremacist, you're crazy. 
But if you're a Nazi in 2017, you're just dumb. You know what I mean? Like you're just a bad white supremacist, right? Because it's not just that Nazis lost the only war they've ever fought in. But like if you're a white supremacist, why would you pick a loser when so many white people are still winning today? You know what I mean? Just pick one of them. There are so many better choices, right? Like you should not be calling yourselves Nazis. You should be calling yourselves, I don't know, most of the presidents, you know? <laughs> 44 and a half of them were white. That's pretty good. You know what I mean? Claim that. Or really, I don't know, call yourselves Amtrak. Because what's more white supremacy than trains? You know what I mean? Some old-timey thing a racist invented that's killed millions of minorities and still makes billions of dollars? That's the best case white supremacy. Or really, don't make it that complicated. Just call yourselves white men. You know what I mean? And minorities will still get triggered. Like, you'll still win... I'm glad, by the way, I'm glad you guys are laughing, because if you don't laugh, it just sounds like I'm giving advice to white supremacists. Like, it's, like I feel like in a week, like, uh, some guy's going to call me, and he's like, shut the fuck up, brownie, it's me, Bart. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay, that's, that's on me. I told him to call himself after a train, and now he does. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't believe in conspiracies, because in general, I... I I don't know. I'm a minority. I have enough. I have enough conspiracies to believe in. You know what I mean? Like when people are like, you know, some of the presidents are lizard people. I'm like, nah, they're just white people. Like that's just what happens when you give them power. Uh, but my favorite thing to do when I meet a conspiracy theorist is to try to meet them halfway because they never know what to do in that situation. You know what I mean? Like no one's like, no one knows what to do if you're just like, no, 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 okay, but what if only some of the presidents were lizard people? Like, they don't know if they should take the win or not. Uh, or just be like, okay, but maybe, maybe like 9-11 was an inside hobby, you know what I mean? Because no one got paid, like maybe that. No one has a backup plan for that. Uh, I uh, dated an actress, real fancy guy, dated an actress. Uh, and uh, she tried breaking up with me, tried putting me in the friend zone. Uh, and she's a very famous actress, you know? I can't, I can't say her name. All right, so I'm just going to give you her first name, all right, as a clue, all right, first name, uh, Beyonce. All right, cool. I can't give you more than that. <laughs> Cannot give you more than that, but that's all. Like, she had a friend on me, and I was like, no, you don't just get to be friends with this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a really good friend. Like, you can break up with me. That makes sense. That I understand. But to then also get to be friends with me? Uh, no, not a chance, okay? Because there's the thing. I'm a way better friend than a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, I am a very mediocre boyfriend. I get breaking up with me, but I don't just get getting to hang out with me. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. I'm a mediocre boyfriend. I will make you come some of the time. But I will always help you move. Do you understand? Like, that's... Uh, yeah, you know what? That's all I really wanted to work on. That's the new stuff I had. It was like, hey, let's see if an American audience likes this. And they thought it was mediocre. So, good to know. Guys, good luck. Peace. Sing, everyone. Yes. Claiming that 9-11, no one got paid. Uh, everyone got paid. That's why they killed thousands of Americans. They did it for the money. Sorry, it's too close to 9-11, but Larry Silverman did uh, not want to refurbish those uh, two twin towers because they were full of asbestos up until the 68th floor. So it was just cheaper to demolish them and get $7 billion on the outset than to just, you know, 
do the work that rich people are supposed to do. Your next comedian. Wow, he'll be a lot funnier. He won't throw like a... Uh, I'm sorry, you guys. I just I did so much research on 9-11 recently, and it's just, I just can't stop talking about it, and I still don't know how to make it funny. Your next comedian is going to be so funny. He came all the way down from Humboldt or some shit like that. I'm so excited. No, no, he lives up there. He's a uh, part of Savage Henry, that amazing uh, magazine that deals with weed, and he is a very funny individual. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Josh Argyle. Jeez, do it. Riding the jack with beat to it, beat to it. I'm a dawn. This is SSC. Oh, keep it going for yourselves, guys. We could be at home with people who love us, but we're working on our craft. All right. Uh, my, fo- my phone is fat shaming me. I went to text my girlfriend. I went to text her the phrase, I love you. Really nice thing to text somebody. Text her to I, text her to love, text her to you. I looked down at my phone. My phone had auto-corrected the word you to carnitas. So now we're fighting because she thinks I called her fat. Uh, let's, yeah, fuck it. Let's see if this works. This is going to be fucking dumb, but let's see if it works. Um, the crazy fucking, crazy people make shit awesome. Crazy evil people fuck everything up for everybody. Like, like the Hitler mustache is a good fucking mustache, fucked up by a horrible person. The white van, a phenomenal means of transportation. I dare you to rent a white van and not feel the scrutiny of society side-eyeing you at every fucking turn. One dude diddles a kid in 1977 and I can't be a painter anymore. Bullshit. And I realized last night, it kept me up all night, is Trump fucked up fetishes. Trump fucked on fucked up peeing on people and getting peed on. I'm not saying I'm into that, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be into. I just realized three months ago that I like grapefruit. I don't know where the fuck I'm going to be at with peeing. I don't know. All right, there's something to that. All right, good, good. I am from uh, Humboldt County. I'm from Eureka, which... Um, if you don't know where that is, uh, just get on 101 North and keep driving until you smell meth and then go a little further. <laughs> if you still don't know where that is, uh, Eureka's like a very unironic Berkeley. That's <laughs> like instead of, uh, you know, instead of a homeless guy playing the lute and singing a song about a dragon, a uh, side note, a lute is a guitar for people who don't get pussy. Um, instead of that, there's just a homeless guy stabbing somebody. That's not, not ironic at all. That's more angry than funny. Josh, what are you going to do? There were 57 murders in Eureka last year. That's an NFL game day roster. That's fucking insanity. That's insanity. You can always tell when you're living in a shitty area by the amount of clothing that they sell at the local grocery store. If you go into your grocery store and like, oh, dude, nothing but fresh produce. Dude, you're fine. If you go into your local grocery store, oh, dude, fresh produce. And a California Republic hat. And a California Republic hat with a pot leaf. And 17 poorly airbrushed t-shirts of Tupac Shakur. Uh, Don't worry, you've already been stabbed four times. You're fucking dead, man. You are dead. Unrelatable, Josh. Unrelatable. You guys ever do this? You ever wave at a complete stranger you think is your friend? That shit? Get out of that social nightmare. Hey, Brian! Hey, Brian! Hey, Brian! Oh, you're not Brian at all. Fuck. You're a lady. What, why am I still waving? I did that three weeks ago, except way worse. Was here in San Francisco. Thought I saw my buddy Kevin. I hadn't seen my buddy Kevin in a while. Instead of waving and introducing myself like a normal human, I thought I would get a running start and just run up and hug Kevin. So I just start running at this guy, and I realize about 10 feet from him, 
This is not fucking Kevin. This is in no way, shape, or form Kevin. And now I have to make a call. I either have to, one, continue with the hug, hope he's fucking cool with it, we become best friends and start a band, or I have to tuck my tail in between my legs like a pussy and admit defeat. I didn't want to do any of that. I was so mad at this guy for not being Kevin. I wanted to ruin his day and get in his head. So I kept sprinting at him, and then I veered off. And as I veered off, I shouted, Fuck you, fake Kevin! No hug for you! Got right in his head. Ruined his day. Ruined that guy's day. Ruined his day. What else did I want to... What, else, un, what other unfunny things did I want to work on today? Other things. I, um, during the day, I work in an elementary school, which is... Um, if you're a comic, get that fucking job. It's union. You get off at 2.30. It's the shit. You get medical. So, yeah. Looking, yeah, do that shit, you know? They don't drug test you, so by all means, fucking do that shit. Go to a junior college for half a semester and get medical care, all right? But um, working in elementary school has made me realize that my generation, millennials, we fucking suck at naming our kids. We're the goddamn worst. There was a kid in our class named Ryder. R-Y-D-E-R, Ryder. If you're a parent, you're setting your kid's bar so fucking low with the name Ryder. It's offensively low. Because the best he can do, his Super Bowl, Ryder's peak, is to be a jet ski instructor in Tampa, Florida with a neck tattoo. That is the peak of all Ryders. There was a polar opposite also in the class named Xavier, which if you name your kid Xavier, setting the bar way too fucking high and unobtainable. Because Xavier's peak, his Super Bowl, the best that he can do is he has to be the leader of a fictional group of mutants who fight crime. That is Xavier's best. Bullshit, man. You all, and you see what it does to people who have fucked up names. About three months ago, I met a grown man named Thad. Josh, do you mean Chad? Certainly don't. Thad. T-H-A-D. Thad. If you're a parent and you name your kid Thad, you're a fucking asshole. Wanted to give him a hug and tell him things get better, but I didn't want to lie to the poor guy. Like, Thad, it's a horrible name. Thad is not getting laid in high school or college. No woman has ever called out in the moment of passion, oh, yes, fuck me harder. Thad? No. You know what Thad is? Thad is the sound a vagina makes when it slams shut. Thad. Fantastic. Want to work on anything else here? Ah, no, that bit's way too fucking long. All right, guys, have a good time. Work on your shit. Get better. Josh Argyle, everyone. Yes. I recently met a four-year-old named Brooklyn, and I was like, so you want your child to be a cunt when he grows up, right? You missed New York so much that you named your child Brooklyn. He's going to be a douchebag. Good job, San Francisco parents. Your next comedian, I don't think he has any kids. You don't have any kids, right? Of course he doesn't. He's too good looking to have kids. He's got to sow his seed. He probably, someday he might have 40 kids. And that's the way it should be because he should spread that tall, lovely, hilarious seed as far and wide as he can. Everybody, put your hands together for Paul Conyers! Oh, okay. Now I'm hilarious. Okay. That explains nobody laughing when I said Happy Friday, which I thought was a killer opener. Um, golly. Okay. Well, 
All right, let's talk about death. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they die, they donate their bodies to science. And, you know, that's that's noble, I guess. But I never cared for science. It wasn't really my favorite subject growing up. So I've decided that when I die, I'm going to donate my body to social studies. Um, you know, let, let the history department have one. Why not? Um, that people always say, they're like, what, what would social studies do with a body? I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to write the syllabus. I'm just just being a nice guy. Uh, but here's the, the big secret is that you don't know what science is going to do to your body anyway. You do not get to pick unless you're like a former linebacker and you leave a note. Other than that, you have like no say in the matter. Thanks for getting it. Football fan. Um, uh yeah, you have no say. Like, I think everyone thinks that they're going to be the one body that the scientists at, like, Harvard use to discover the cure for every major disease, and you're going to get your face on the cover of Time magazine. Like, oh, thank God for Leslie. But, you know, you could also be the cadaver that, like, gets studied on how many times you can kick a body in the tit 90 times. You, like, like, you have no say in the matter. That's all I'm saying. I stumbled through that. That's probably why it didn't work. Um... But, uh, you know, I don't know what social studies would do with my body, but I bet it involves being in costume, and that's good enough for me. Uh, I think they'd put you in, like, some Confederate garb or something, you know, string you up. December 25th, Washington crosses the Delaware. That's that's good enough for me. Uh, yeah, that I'll take that over some hungover med student digging into my shit. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, what, what else? You know, um, so... I uh, I flew last Monday, which was 9-11. Uh, yeah. Um, I, here's a little advice, and this is just something that I, I learned uh, that day. If you ever find yourself having to fly on a September 11th, um, don't tell your mom. Don't You don't need that, that stress in your life. Just call her when you land and tell her you took a train. You're like, oh, mom, it was sublime. You just don't see the country like this anymore. Um I, I think she thought that I was going to be a victim of the least creative terrorists on the planet. Like, they're just sitting in a cave somewhere, and one guy's like, guys, I got it. 9-11-2. We throw the sequel at him. They're like, Mahmoud, that's fucking brilliant. That's why we brought you upstairs, man. It's for ideas like that. Now, my mom called me every 10 minutes without fail no exaggeration she called as soon as i got my boarding pass i was like yeah i got it mom yes i'm through security yes i got my shoes on finally i was at the gate she called me again i was like mom you need to like calm down because like you checking in this much right now we kind of look like we're coordinating a terror attack so like you need to settle this shit down i am like five seconds away from some tsa guy with a latex glove turning me into a sock puppet i don't need this i will call you when i land and uh and that was it and, and just by the way um it was a four-hour flight i had to squeeze my big stupid body into a middle seat and the woman next to me i swear to you asked me as i sat down if i reject satan so the plane couldn't go down fast enough for me is what i'm saying i would have been happy to help i'd have been like it's a cockpit's over this way mahmoud let's bring this down together um <laughs> yeah it gets dark but i'm sticking with it um Okay, cool. Uh, I know this is an alcohol-free zone, um, but uh, we're gonna be partying a little later tonight, guys. We're gonna we're gonna get turned on a Friday. T 
TGI, whatever this shit is. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I, uh, I will be, I'm going to go hang out with some friends later. I have, uh, I have a new favorite commercial though. And it's a, it's like an anti drunk driving commercial. And, uh, I don't know, maybe you've seen it, but it's this guy and he's at a club or something and he walks into this bathroom and staring at him is his drunk reflection, but it's not, it's him talking to him. So it's like, Hey guy, what's going on? Looking good. You know what we got to do, right? It's time to get in that car. And, you know, the guy, the real person's like, I don't know if I should do that. I'm not sure. And then the guy in the reflection's like, get get in the car. He's getting so frustrated. And I don't know. I find that unrealistic, um, not for existential reasons, but that's not how your drunk reflection talks to you. That's so mean. Have you guys ever had a conversation with yourself in the mirror drunk on a Friday night? It's much more pleasant than that. If you walk into a bathroom somewhere and you see, you're like, oh my God, what's up? Dude, that shirt, what did I say? I said that shirt works. That's the best decision you made. Dude, when are you gonna write that novel? Come on, like you have some, you've got a perspective. You got something to say. And you're like, I fucking should write it now. I I know. I've been I've been putting this off for way too long. I'm gonna I'm gonna write it tonight. I'm gonna start tonight. But I'm like kinda hungry. Like, could I like order food first? And then your reflection's like, I already ordered Domino's. Here's the pizza track. You're like, holy shit, this fucking guy. I love it. But we kinda gotta get home if we're gonna beat the delivery guy there, right? He's like, Yeah, we gotta drive. I'm like, all right, see ya. And I'm not and so the moral of the story is that I'm not saying that my reflection doesn't tell me to drive drunk. He absolutely does. I'm just saying he's he's not an asshole about it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Um Man, I don't know uh, if I got anything else. I, you know what? I'll finish with this because I don't really do impressions a lot in my act. But can I try one on you guys that I'm working on? Um, okay, cool, cool. Um, since we kind of like went down this road a little bit earlier, uh, so this is my um, this is my impression of a group of guys in ISIS taking a selfie. Um, Okay, so it goes like, all right, guys, gather around. And I don't do accents, by the way. So you're going to have to like fill in whatever blanks you need to fill in for this to make sense. Maybe it's an American that got radicalized. Maybe it's just a sleeper cell that is getting really good at, you know, California accent or something. I don't know. But anyway, and, and I, I, I know how effective a visual joke is on the radio. So don't bother telling me. Um, all right, guys, gather around. Oh, shoot. You know what? Let's take it again. That guy's head got cut off. <laughs> All right. That's the second time I've tried that. I can't tell you how much better it went this time. All right. Well, thanks. Give it up for Pam, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Paul Conyers with a killer joke. Absolutely love it. Also, his drunk self telling him how cool his shirt is. Absolutely writing a novel. Can't wait for that to come out. My drunk self tells me things. I just I, if you if you write it down, you can remember in the morning. The problem is, I I sit in the mirror and tell myself jokes, and I'm like, that's so funny. And then drunk Pam in the mirror is like, write it down. And I'm like, I'll remember. I'll remember how funny that was. I can't forget. No recollection of that joke whatsoever. Everybody clap again for Paul Conyers. Yay! 
you're an ex-comedian's new to the room, so that means we do nothing special here for you. <laughs> we, thanks for coming. We hope that you come back again and again, but right now we're going to clap so wildly that your hands might hurt. Slap them in a meat-like fashion. For Tran Nguyen! Need a lift, brother, ass, take passing out slips. First I drift and I shift because my movements are It's going to be my uh, first time doing this, so I'm going to be a noob and uh, have my notes on. So, um... I ride my uh, girlfriend here with my motorcycle. I, I love motorcycle just because uh, I can uh, split lanes and uh, go in between car and cut people off and uh, be an asshole. You know, um, the thing is, um, I've been riding motorcycle um, like since I was 16 in Vietnam. And if you think that like you know riding motorcycle in the U.S. is like you know dangerous, you go back into Vietnam. We don't split lanes. We we split holes. You know, if there's a hole in the street, we 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 take it. Right, so and uh, we don't just uh, when you take a motorcycle uh, dri uh, riding uh, license, they say that uh, extremely cautious when you carry extra passenger. Everything is harder, right? Uh, in Vietnam, we carry three extra, not just one, right? And uh, you know, my dad always did it, and he always did it so well that I always like I'm like the kid in the front. And my dad and my sister squeeze sandwich in between and my mom. And sometimes my little brother in her lap too. I don't know how he make it. But whenever he split that, uh, that hose, I was like always sitting there and clapping. I say, Dad, good job, man. And um, I'm glad that uh, Vietnam have, uh, you know, uh, Uber now. You know, I'm, I, I think my dad will make a, a good like motorcycle pool. You know, like when uh, <laughs> I would love to see him like carry like two white guy and uh, you know make them scare. Probably the only time when an Asian get dominated a white guy. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, my family came here in uh, 2009, like legally, and uh, you know like the re like before I came to the U.S., I wasn't thinking that like this is the American dream. You know, like we have a lot of like friend and relative come back to Vietnam and. I was like, oh yeah, you go to America, you get rich, you're gonna get good jobs, and uh, you know, money gonna just fall into your lap. I was like, damn, let's do this, let's go to America. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, and like you know, actually yeah, these two guys, basically one of them a mechanical engineer, and the other one a petroleum engineer, right? That's what they told me. I didn't know, and I was like, yeah, you know, like cool, let's, I can come to the U.S. and be uh, an engineer. So when I came here, and I figured out, oh, shit, man, I have to work really hard to get what I want. And uh, I, I come back and I check on this two guy. Basically, the guy who say mechanical engineer, he actually worked at a car shop fixing people's car. And I was like, and the other guy is a petroleum engineer. It's actually work at a gas station. <laughs> so I was like, dude, man, everything get upgraded when you come from America to Vietnam, right? So I was like, all right, uh, you know, I, I get upgraded too, right? You know, the American dream. So, well, being me, I get upgraded by uh, dating a wiker. Right for uh, for for five years actually. Um, so um, you know, it's, uh, I'm a traditional guy, and uh, when I first came here, and my family is pretty traditional too. So you can guy and uh, imagine that awkward dinner when I brought her home, and uh, and she asked the wider thing than the white rice. Basically, she asked when like my my uh, grandma like served uh, dinner. She asked, uh, "Can you pass me some bread and cheese?" I was like. Man, in Vietnam, we use soy sauce and fish sauce. That's like the equivalent of bread and cheese in your country, man. So, you know, that relationship um, lasts like pretty well. See, uh, for, see, she go with, uh, she's uh, with a white guy now, and I'm with uh, my Vietnamese girl. Yeah. So I guess uh, the own saying, uh, we, we always come back to our own route, right? <laughs> so, um, 
a lot of you probably hear like on this uh, Asian stereotype, uh, like you know, like one of the guy basically saying, uh, you know, how do you know if an Asian robbed your, your house, right? So they, okay, first thing, your math problem gets solved, your computer gets fixed, and your garage gets messed up because uh, this guy take uh, three hours to get out of your garage. He doesn't know how to drive. Now, actually, you know, accidentally, it's actually I fit into that, that category. I uh, totaled two cars. Uh, my first year was in America. And uh, I actually uh, graduated from uh, MIT two years ago. Uh, Mission Impossible Technology, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, and, like, I used to say the nerdiest thing uh, to my ex. It's like something like, oh yeah, you have, uh, your body look like a side function. I want to integrate that curve. <laughs> now when I look back, I like say, what the fuck did I say back then? And I think that thing is sexy. <laughs> now I'm not. Like I told to my, my current girlfriend, and she's like, no, dude, don't, don't say it. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, actually the one thing that I actually used to do um, when uh, I say that I love math is like, uh, I actually recite all my math formula at church. Um, I'm a, I born Catholic, and uh, so my ex was a uh, Roman Catholic. So that's an extreme version of Catholic. When you know that, when you go to the church, they actually say everything in Latin. Actually, some of them in Latin, like the sermon. So whenever they say a thing in Latin, I just sit there and recite on my math formula in my head. I was like, yeah, I'm praying too, you know, like for this thing to be over. And um, you know, my advice is like, if you want to remember something, just go to church. Um, so like uh, many things have changed after the relationship, and um, you know one of the things that I think is like, yeah, oh, I'm actually uh, look like a white guy now, you know, in my head. <laughs> so I actually uh, have a widest idea. I'm not really sure if someone listened to the radio gonna implement this, but you know, what if we actually have a dating app where uh, people, you know, like we actually just did our DNA sequences recently, and we can upload our DNA uh, into that platform, and they will basically analyze your DNA and uh, when you match with a, a person instead of like you know saying some bullshit like uh, Tinder lie you're gonna give them a picture of the kids like what your kid gonna look like when yeah. you guys match and this so like you know one of those like drunk night and if the condom broke you know like and you get pregnant unless you look at the kid and we say actually he's not ugly and pretty smart you know, so I'll keep it, I'll keep it. So uh, that's my solution to abortion. Uh, I have a lot, but I think my run out of time, so thank you. Yeah, check it out. Tran Nguyen, his first time, keep it clapping, absolutely. An abortion joke, very edgy. Uh, the American lady math jokes are actually sine, cosine, and that's because the man's gonna cosine on your car or your house. That's what, that's the American lady math. Sine, cosine, for my house, please. Uh, I'm sorry, that was sexist. Actually, it could be the other way around. Maybe women have money these days. I don't know, I'm a poor person. Your next comedian, what a hilarious guy. I get the opportunity to see him all the time at Brainwash, and I believe might be his first or second time here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands wildly for Ernest Evangelista. Hey, y'all. How you guys doing? It's good to see people. I recently just got out of a mental institution today. Yeah, shout out to 5150, getting 5150. Um, I'm still, I'm on Prozac now, and uh, apparently 
Uh, Prozac makes you changes your mood by killing your dick. And when you don't have use of your dick anymore, you're happy. That's some that's some that's a little thing for you guys. Um yeah, it's weird being around people who aren't yelling all the time and screaming and I still can't feel my dick move. Um yeah, I was I was there was this guy, his name was Reggie. I think he was in Vietnam. Yeah, I think not your Vietnam, the other Vietnam. Like, he was a, this black dude, and he was the nicest dude. I was like, what's up, Reggie? And he was like, yeah, man, he's cool, cool. But out of nowhere, he would just go into, like, Vietnam flashbacks. Like, he just yells at me, Jackie Chan! Jackie Chan! Like, well, he was, he's racist. <laughs> um, I don't know how to explain it to you. He probably shot a bunch of Vietnam kids that look like me. And I'm not even Vietnamese, I'm Filipino. He's like, Jerry Chan. I was like, holy shit, this guy's freaking crazy. He threw he took his walker and started banging it against the little freaking window. And then I was like, wow, this is wild. Um I wonder if I take my food. Cause there's really good food at, at those type of places, right? They gave me a baked potato, and I was like, hey Reggie. Um, hey Reggie, you wanna play hot potato right now? And then I threw the hot potato at him. He was like, oh shit, grenade! Ah! <laughs> then, we need to get Reggie out of here. He's gonna kill somebody. Um, yeah, uh, true story. Uh, what a, you, you know what's the worst thing about a threesome? Nothing. Sharing the condom. You guys never should? Okay. Um, yeah, I was, uh, before this on Labor Day, my friend was like, hey, bro, you want to go to this party? It's uh, it's at a swingers place. It's like at a swingers house. It's actually a swingers club, and they have, like, casual swinger sex. And you can get in for free. It's usually 30 bucks, and there's free weed and dabs and alcohol. And I was like, I got shit to do. Um, so I went with him, and he brought his girl, and, but the thing is, I barely really know this guy. Like, he was just like a Facebook friend, and now we're best friends, because now I know what his penis looks like, <laughs> and I know what his, like, like, he was just looking at me like this, like, hey, Ernest, you, you doing good? <laughs> While he's getting blown. Wow. Like, I, I know his, 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 how he shaves and everything. We're like really close friends, man. <laughs> I don't know his last name, but I know, like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen so many, like, I only see my dad's dick. And it's, what was everyone? Oh, yeah. So back to, that was on Labor Day. I got a lot of problems, man. So that's why I was there. Um, we were watching Sister Act. Remember that classic movie? Two, one. It was one. Okay. It was one. It was one. She, she was in Reno. Apparently, she lived in. No, no, no. It was, she was in Reno. She watched Harvey Cartel kill a guy. Um, but I was just thinking, Sister Act, right? What it like, like. What if, like, you, you're watching it and it's about uh, Whoopi? She's trying to like get the choir going, right? 
But, like, the reason why she was able to get the choir going, because the priest was like, hey, I really like what you're doing over here. What if that priest was just a distraction? You know? Like, while Whoopi's, like, freaking teaching these girls how to sing, freaking the priest is over there dealing the kids. I mean, that was, I didn't, okay. Um, yeah. Is it too close to home? My bad, man. I'm Catholic, too. Uh, yeah, let's go with... Uh, you ever masturbated in a haunted house before? <laughs> it's not a good move because of the ghosts. I was masturbating in a haunted house. It was in the same house where my grandma died in, probably the same room, and I was a horny 15-year-old jerking off to a Maxim magazine in the Filipino heat, so I was butt naked, and then out of nowhere, I see the silhouette of my dead grandma off in the distance, and I come a little bit, but that's out of fear. It's like a crying tear coming, like like an emoji come coming out of my penis. And the fuck the thing about it, it wasn't even my dead grandma who caught me jerking off. It was my live grandma who caught me jerking off. And then she just took her belt out and just started spanking me for a slave minute. I don't know how many fetishes developed that night, but alright, right, you guys have a good night. Ernest Evangelista, everyone. Wow. I am, I might be scarred. I might have dreams about my dead grandma coming back <laughs> to me. Well, I, I don't, I don't have guilt about masturbation. You're too old to have guilt about masturbation now, Ernest. Come on now. Oh, okay. He was 15. Then. I'm sorry. You look like you're 16. So I thought it was last year. It's okay. We're an all ages joint. It's no big deal. Your next comedian. What a funny lady. This is one of my favorite feminists of all time. She has a new show here on Mutiny Radio every Tuesdays from... 10 to noon called Quantum Division. But she's hilarious and you're going to enjoy her right now. It's Trina Roderick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. You guys are awesome. Okay. Look, this week, the beginning of the week, I found out about what was going on, the bullshit between North Korea and Trump, right? I got really upset. You know what I mean, right? It's scary. It's scary, right? Scary. Really scary. scary. Um, So I figured out a solution. I figured it out. Uh, Okay, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. We're going to get a whole bunch of those fog machines, okay, and then also build a very small raft that's like about as big enough to fit one person, right? Like not too rickety, kind of in between. We dress Trump up like a virgin, Okay, put him on the raft and then shove him through the fog into North Korea, onto the North Korean shores, like a a virgin sacrifice situation, right? Right? They can do what they want with him. Like, he's yours. He's, right? I mean, okay, look. The drawback would be you can't keep him with the other sex slaves for obvious reasons because the other sex slaves are 12 and chicks and you can't put Trump with those. (laughs) We know what Trump's going to do if he's housed with the other sex slaves. So that's one thing we'll have to just say, by the way, you're going to. And I feel like also, okay, fine, Trump isn't technically a virgin, but I feel like if we dress him up like a virgin, 
North Korea isn't gonna care that he's a whore. You know what I mean? Like, they're gonna totally look past that. And I, I anticipate, you're like, that's never gonna happen because all we've got on the books right now is impeachment laws, right? So how we, there's no virgin suicide North Korea option. There's got, well, first of all, I'm, I'm assuming there's some generalized exception we can probably fit this under, some exception, right, number one. Number two, that's not how virgin suicide, those bitches agree to that shit. Because everyone around them in their whole community tells them they have to because that's for the good, right? You wanna run for president for the good of the community? Like I'm telling, I'm saying, if everyone in America is like, I'm sorry Trump, this is really our only option. <laughs> like if even the Nazis, I mean like everybody is on board with, well, I'm serious, like I really think it will work. I'm see and we, we could just be like, well, you, you know, you should have thought of that before you popped your mouth off at the UN, right? You should have known. You pop your mouth off at the UN, Korea, North Korea threatens to nuke us, and we're gonna go with a, a, a virgin suicide sacrifice option, right? Like, go, the raft, anyway, all right. So, uh, I love watching uh, comedy on uh, Netflix, and I was watching Seinfeld. It was hard, not, right? You couldn't not like, oh, Jerry before Seinfeld, right? So cute. And it was great because I, he reminded me, I was like, oh my God, that's right. When we were kids, we could go outside and play all day and not tell anybody where we were going. I mean, are you just like, bye, Mom. Yeah, if that, if, if you could find her, if she was like in your, on the route, right? I mean, you could fly to New York and back as long as you got home for dinner and didn't ask them for the airfare. They didn't give a shit. It was awesome. So much freedom. Um, also, one time I heard, it wasn't on the special, but at one time I heard Jerry say that he feels like he could do any job. And then after I watched the special, I realized, oh, there's no way he could do any job. Do you have any idea how boring every other job but comedy is? Like every other job is super fucking boring. Like I mean, I try. I, a lawyer is about like trial lawyer is about ex as exciting as you can get outside of stand up comedy. It's the most exciting. But even then, there's it's not like you see on TV. There's so much. Like I worked a whole year at a law firm the last like for the last twelve months. Five minutes of fun. <laughs> Five minutes of a cross-examination of an expert witness that I just nailed. I was like, fuck, boom. Oh, yeah? Right. You. Right, especially, especially because there was sitting next to me, my co-counsel was a male who took all day to get the same information. I'm like, blam. And the guy's like, whoa. Yeah, anyway, sorry. That's five minutes to a year. Oh my God, is discovery boring? Oh my, there, there's no way Jerry could do it. There's just no way, no way, anyway. Um, so uh, Pam and I have uh, uh, been talking about maybe me taking over happy hour as the host. So I was thinking, well, I think, you know, we're like the, the preamble to Pamtastics, right? To Pam's comedy clubhouse which everybody loves, and starts with a song, so. You made up a happy hour song? Oh my god. Oh, 
You ready? Ready? And also, I have a, a friend who has a special birthday song. Her name is Betsy. So this is this is named after Betsy's special birthday song. Uh, it's called, okay. So here we go. Ready? Um, I wrote this song. It won't take very long, but it will be awkward and off key. Doesn't that set the tone yeah, for happy hour? As compared to like you're the pro version of not, you know, this is the awkward and off-key comedy followed by the much, you know, anyway. So on Tuesday, Quantum Division, I am going to tell my Steve Agee story. So pay, listen up. Oh, except also I might start a job. I think I start a job on Monday, so I might have to change the time. So anyway, but you can download it later. So for, the, for this week, or next week, sorry, Steve Agee's story, and you guys have a great weekend. Rage, okay, don't, rage. Serena Roger told you to rage, so you better rage. Yeah, five minutes of fun for an hour, year of work. That sounds like a nightmare. Oh my God, I used to say when I was little, oh, I want to be a lawyer, I'm so good at talking, won't that be great? But you never get to talk, you just sit in a room and get paid for it, isn't that nice? Uh, what you, $300 an hour, is that what lawyers get now? You're, I'm, I'm not making fun of you, I'm just curious. Uh, I, I'll never make any money ever. Your next comedian, who knows what he does? It doesn't matter, all we know is that he's funny. Put your hands together for Alex Peony. All right. The only person, the only human being hairier than my brother's girlfriend, right? Is probably my brother's wife. He likes some hairy. I say weird shit sometimes. I do. One time I remember saying, uh, fuck you, Barbara Walters. Like I got into it. I was like, uh, fuck you. Like she didn't want to inter- interview me or anything. You know, I was just staring at a blank TV. Screaming, fuck you, Barbara Walters. You know, I ordered Grubhub the other day. I was like, get me that, give me those nachos, all right? So I ordered them, and the delivery guy came, and he, he's like, here's your order. I said, what the fuck is this? He's like, it's a burrito. I said, fuck you. You're not getting a tip, first of all, because it's the wrong order. Secondly, <laughs> burritos aren't any fun to eat alone. I know, I know. Right, right. All right. I figured out why most New Yorkers are such assholes, though. When I was back east a little while ago, I was like, it dawned on me, most New Yorkers are probably from Boston. They're from, uh, topical. Uh, (laughs) So I jerked off to another Gary Busey flick today. What's your favorite Gary Busey Busey movie? Nice. Mine too. I'm not, it doesn't, roasting off the cuff doesn't come natural to me. Anyway, I think, you know, libraries should be open 24-7. That way, you know, homeless people could read more books. <laughs> because, like, I was, like, <laughs> I approached this guy. Well, he asked me for change. And uh, he was, like, beating these, uh, he was, like, making music, right? On the ground with, like, plastic sporks and stuff. I was, like, what's your name? He's, like... DJ Baking Grease. I was like, that's cool. I don't have it. He was telling me he was in the, the Korean War era. Era? Era or era? Anyway, he was in the Korean War tomato. 
told me all about it. No, but I was like, what are, what are all these cigarette butts for? He had a pile of cigarette butts next to him. He said, I, he said he's very humane. Those are tampons for his cat. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, bumper stickers back east. You know, you have New York Knicks on a bumper sticker. You'll see that once in a while. Or like, honk and I'll break your fucking thumbs or something like that. I, I grew up in semi-rural, you know. Like ours said honk if you're a honky. Or like, my other husband is duct taped in the trunk. Stuff like that. You get out here, it's like, warning, educated black woman on board. And then like, on the passenger side, it says, that's right, and I'm her Asian boyfriend. Together we have a Caribbean fusion restaurant. What? Is this thing on? Seriously, it's just kidding. I Woo! What a great audience. Good looking audience. Every time. Every time. Um, did I mention my mother is a real son of a bitch? That was supposed to be a joke. Uh, <laughs> love you, Mom. Hey, always shout outs to my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it is getting a little bit, uh... No, I came home. <laughs> my clothes are on the floor. All my metal hangers are gone. I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to the kitchen, and all the graham crackers are gone. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? The, my roommates... But they left all the marshmallows and chocolate. So I'm like, what's going... <laughs> They're going to make, like, graham cracker hot dogs? They're going camping? That's not any good. All right. No, Bernie Sanders. I love the guy. He should have won if he would have got cornrows, <laughs> cornrows in his hair. I sent him an email about it. Anyway, he's such a c-word. That's right. He's a capitalist. Hey, he was selling, selling merchandise at his rallies. Come on, fifteen bucks an hour. Everyone's gonna be careful. Everyone's gonna be making fifteen bucks an hour. Shit, I'm such a hack. Uh, should come to the um oh yeah the fucking social media what's up it's just too personal i remember i saw recently this girl she wrote a life event on social media she said first cellulite on my butthole i was like that deserves 50 likes uh <laughs> no but seriously like I'm not racist, but my boyfriend is. Wait, that's not how that goes. I'm not gay, but my boyfriend is. I'm not racist or gay, but sometimes I question both. Like my friend, she went to this like drag show or something. This trans trans dancer took a shit on stage, like in a bag. She told me about it, and uh, I'm just the whole time. I'm just thinking. I wonder what kind of bag it was. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I got 20 seconds. Goodness gracious. Yeah, these kids these days. They I get along with millennials. I mean, I'm reading a book. It's a, a Complete Idiot's Guide to Dubstep. Thanks. That's my time. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Oh, give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. How about that? Keep it going, everybody, for Alex Peony. Yay! And then yay. I hope she's shit in a Louis Vuitton bag because those things are ugly as fuck. Like, what's up with that whole brown leather on leather? Like, it's an LV. It's worth it's 714 bucks for a backpack. I say take a shit in that. Absolutely. 
your next comedian. What a funny guy this is. You're going to be so excited to laugh hysterically at the jokes of Graham Galloway. The hardest beat. And me, I cop my ABs down on Market Street. And they on that rock like it's Alcatraz. I'm the type to smoke humbo out the stash. Probably says something about my self-esteem that Pam started off. What a hilarious guy. And I thought, oh, someone else, not me. How's everyone doing? Really? No one had a shitty day? Anyone? All right. Good. Because I can't be the only one. God, I've had a shit week. There's no bit there. I'm just kind of miserable at the moment. Uh, a while back, I went on one of those Tinder dates. That was my first mistake. Uh, it's one of those dates, you know, I didn't plan it well, it doesn't go very well, but we seemed to like each other. You know, she was nice. And the next day I text her and I said, see if we can do something else. I get no response. A week goes by and I have to face the fact I've been ghosted. So I go to delete her from my phone and I can't help myself. I have to send one last text. Hey, hey. <laughs> You haven't even heard this one yet. The text, and this is how the bit goes. The text is literally, I'm sorry it didn't work out. It was nice meeting you. Because I'm not the kind of prick she thinks I am. I'm the kind of prick that wants to twist the knife just a little bit while appearing to be the bigger person. <laughs> to my surprise, I get a text back. I get a reply from her mother. Oh. Apparently, uh, she was walking home the night, night after we went out. I uh, got hit by a drunk driver, died in the ambulance. No! I know. Thank God. She didn't ghost me. Not in the traditional sense. But she didn't reject me. And that's what's important. And all of this is what I put in the text back to her mother. And then her mother ghosted me. Though, to be fair, maybe she's dead too. I don't know. Folks, it's not going to get any lighter. It's all dark shit from here. So, just kind of attuned to it. Uh, more, more recently, I, um, I got back from taking a trip. I spent $500 in a week of my life visiting this girl in Michigan. And it turns out Michigan is a long way to go to hear the words, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Though, to be fair to her, she kind of had to say it in person. I've not seen that particular Hallmark card on the shelves. But wouldn't that be nice if Hallmark cards were honest? Like here's one I could have gotten two years ago. I'm cheating on you, but really it's your fault. Never understood the logic there. Uh, four years ago, I've met someone else, but you should keep paying the rent. Look at me. You know I kept paying the rent. Um, I have no excuse for looking at my phone. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Something you, you don't know about me, but you, you will certainly believe. I have a history of mental illness, depression, shit like that. And I read online recently, a girl was convicted for telling a boy to commit suicide. The kid died. It was horrible. Can we agree on something? Fuck that girl, right? Come on, I want to hear you say it. Fuck that girl. But on the other hand, I'm kind of jealous. See, I've attempted suicide four times. 
I know. Can't do anything right. But I feel like if I just had someone who believed in me, <laughs> someone like that girl, if she had a hotline in prison where I could call her up, yeah. like, hi, my name's Graham. I'm feeling suicidal. You can do it, Graham. I believe in you. <laughs> Shit, I wouldn't be here boring you guys tonight. Speaking of which, I recently discovered I have a rat problem in my apartment. The way I figured it out, uh, they got in, did they eat my groceries? No. They actually ate my supply of rat poison. I was saving that for a special occasion. A girl breaks up with me, I lose my job, I have another set like this one. But the rat poison is always there. It's, it's like hope. So now I have, hey, to a suicidal person, rat poison really can represent hope. That's true. So, so now I have mouse traps around the rat poison box, trying to keep him safe. I even left a note out like, please eat my groceries, don't take my exit strategy. I don't know why, they can't read. Uh, something you don't know about me. Um, I, I love women, I'm a little bit gay. Like, not enough to call myself bisexual. But every now and then I'm attracted to men. If they're really feminine, if they don't challenge my masculinity in any way, if they seem like less of a man than me. Like you, you're out. We, I'm serious, we can't date. It's not gonna happen. Hey, what are you doing later? <laughs> my name's Graham Galway, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Grab Galway, work in the crowd, getting dates for later, exciting stuff, yes. Exit strategy intact. Mice safe. Jokes funny. Your next comedian, she's new to the room. That means we don't do anything special except the normal thing like clapping. Everybody, put your hands together for April Hirschman. Good up in this pack, then bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Listen, I got them grapes like it's smuckers, making papers with all my. I got some intro music. First time for that. So, why did the bisexual cross the road? So many reasons. <laughs> My bisexual superpower is I can have sex with men and not fall in love with them. Usually, um, at least when straight women have sex with men, it's like the penis goes in and this little thing goes up to their heart and then they're like, you're gonna marry me, right? I'm not, no. I'm like, you're gonna leave the bed now, right? So, um, taking a break from uh, dating right now, taking a little 30-day hiatus. I signed off of Hinge and Tinder and OkCupid and Seeking Arrangements and FetLife and all of them. And so um, Seeking Arrangements is to find a sugar daddy. I know you guys are all on that, sorry to be obvious. Um, so why, why did I do it? Scenes from the dating trenches, if we have time, we'll go into that. But let's go back to when I was on Tinder because it's um, soul numbing and um, you guys, you guys don't know, but everyone else is single and you guys know how bad this is. So um, it just makes me hate humanity and I usually am attracted to butch women and it's all feminine ladies. And some of you guys, I'm just like, you guys, the algorithm's wrong, you're totally straight. But um, some of them aren't. But anyhow, so I just, um, I go on a date very rarely from this, that's why it's so frustrating. But when you go on a date, you're just like sitting across from a stranger and you're going through all the blah, blah. You know, what's your sign? Are you from here? Do you have siblings? And you're just thinking, is this the face I want between my thighs? That's all you're 
you're thinking. Such a waste of time. And so what I figured out with Tinder, and I know this is visual, but you put the phone between right here, and then you can see, because like just, is this gonna work or not, right? D chins don't matter. Doesn't matter what the chin looks like. It doesn't matter. You can have a John Travolta butt chin. It doesn't matter. Just So um, I've taught my clit to swipe right. Gets a little messy when I'm on my period. Oh, okay. So that's that. But yeah, what else about, what else do I hate about Tinder? I could do a whole show on that. Um, oh, there's like the Tinder tourists. I'm in love and I'm totally married. I'm just here for more friends. I just want to be social. Fuck you. How dare you? How dare you come to where sad, lonely, desperate masturbators are and just flaunt your happy marriage? And probably it's a lie. You're just like miserable and thinking of escaping. You're like, how ugly are these people? Flip, flip, flip. So, yeah. It's funny, like my married friend, she's like been with her wife for like who knows how many years. And she's like, no, I don't want to look at Tinder. It just sounds so mean. You swipe. It sounds so mean. And, I, and she's like, I'll look at it myself. And I'm like, you can't because you have to sign up to do it. And she's like, fine. And she looked through it. And, but that's what you're kind of doing in a bar. You're flipping, right? You're not saying hi to everyone. You're flipping. You're judging. I'm judging. That's why I got off Tinder. It's just exhausting to judge people so much. Um... Oh, and then people say such weird stuff, it, you know, like they, and it's like, a, I'm a, I just want to friend them so I can be like, why was your only photo a close-up on your braces that was blurry? Or just like, why was your only photo, you know, you making out with your dog? Why were there three photos of you making out with your dog? Where do I fit in in this relationship? Do I have to pry you off your dog every day? Like... So I don't, what is the message? I don't understand the message. There's people on there, they're just like, this is a picture of a rhino, no words, my name's Dirk. I don't get it, I don't get it. <laughs> there was this one woman though, she said, I'm single and pregnant, come at me. And I was like, you are winning. <laughs> so yeah, we went on a few dates, so it was hot, yeah. Um, so recently, you know, straight guys get excited when they're like, have something in common with me. We both fuck women. We're into women. Women are hot, blah, blah, But he kind of had a sincere moment. He's like, so you've been with a woman for like five years before. What's your secret? And I was like, two fingers in, up, 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 lick the clit at the same time. And his girlfriend just gave me this look of just, you know, wonder and admiration and praise. It was a really beautiful moment that we all shared. Um... <laughs> What else? Okay. Um, yeah, we could do scenes from the dating trenches. It's more just like dark than funny. But um, so I, this guy was a terrible communicator, which happens all the time through text. So like I had sex with him. It was good. It was reasonable. I was going to have more. But then just terrible texting. And then finally he like woo texted me back somehow. And I was like, okay, sure. Why don't you come over tonight? And he, he texted back, sure, if I can find parking. Romance died that night. If it was, it was already dead, but it died. I was like, you didn't have to pay for dinner. It was like guaranteed pussy. So voted off the island. He's been stalking, you know, every couple months. I get another text, another round of texts from him. Um, lesbian women dating seven dates, no kisses. Like, I'm not going to Ben Harper steal kisses through this relationship. The seventh date when I broke up with her, she's like, didn't we kiss earlier? I thought we did. No, if <laughs> you have to ask. And then what else? Um, what else? Oh, God, too long for this story. Well, I'll do the abridged version. So another lesbian date. I thought we were on a date. We went to a stand-up comedy show. The comedian said, I'm actually kind of a matchmaker. Does anyone want to be matched tonight? And my date raised her hand. Oh Is this true? And got up. 
And then the, the comedian pointed at me and said, aren't you two on a date? And I was, you know, so then I was even more put on the spot. And then the woman who I thought I was on a date said, it's a gray area. So, seems sad to leave it on that. So, let me just say that my sister dressed up as a pregnant teenage cheerleader, like you do. And um, my mom was kind of moved by the whole experience. She's like, sweetie, you look beautiful. I've never seen you pregnant before. And my sister said, you've seen me pregnant before. (laughs) Smart room, you got it. April Hirschman, yeah. How many abortions did his, her sister have? La, 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 la. So funny. Yeah. My mom's never seen me pregnant because I don't talk to my mom anymore. So it's that easy. It's, and I have an IUD. Thank God. Or, I, I mean, I, hey, I totally respect the lesbian shit. You're never going to get pregnant. How awesome is that? And I'm sure that the orgasms are exactly the same, especially if you're doing that two-finger-up licking thing. Your next comedian... Learning, learning here on the happy hour. Your next comedian, he might have learned something too. He's not wearing roller skates today. Is he even here? Yeah. Oh, good, he is. I'm sorry, I didn't even, I said roller skates and everyone knows what I'm talking about. That makes me so fucking happy. Put your hands together, Ginger Lives Matter. It's Matthew Quirk. So to the previous comedian, uh, I have one question. That's a yes. <laughs> anyway, like the fifth thing you said was that you were bisexual. That's burying the lead. I bled with it. Yeah, that, said, you should, that just should have been your opener. Anyway. <clears throat> I like the dress. Nice color. Speaking of color, I, uh, what do you think of this tie? I have a more what? muted blue. Is this too strong? Is this too, too desperate? Pay attention to me. Because... <laughs> I'm on a thing later on tonight. I don't want to look too desperate. Could be up higher. Hmm? Yeah, I feel that's too stiff. No, I could not be taller. (laughs) True. Sweet heckle. (laughs) So anyway, uh, while we're all talking about dating, uh, I'm on Bumble. Uh, I know it's supposed to be a B, right? Bumble, right? Pollination, get it? Uh, but to me, it makes me think of like stumbling around in the dark, you know, Bumble. Uh, it's more like if a million monkeys were on a million dating apps making a million swipes, eventually someone will go out with you. It's more, <laughs> more the logarithm behind that dating app. Uh, they've got this really sweet feature. They've got 24 hours to answer you if they, they swipe on you. Uh, and it's got this little like wick of like an explosive from the cartoons that like slowly burns down along with all your self-esteem and all your hopes and your dreams and your plans until it finally just poof and it's gone. Yeah, I don't, I guess women have a different experience with dating apps. You said you're all judging and everything. Man, we are just fucking furiously swiping and hopefully someone answers back, man. We don't read up on shit and make judgments. We get right to it. Yeah, motherfucking Bumble. I was on Tinder for a while too. Boy, that was a sweet experience. Let me tell you about my last Tinder date, okay? I remember it well. It was SantaCon. <laughs> which shows you how long I've been wasting my fucking soul 
on that app. So anyway, I get matched up with someone who's like, hey, I want to go to your Christmas party. But uh, I work in plumbing. We don't have Christmas parties. So I'm like, let's go to SantaCon instead. She's like, great. I always wanted to go to SantaCon. It's on my bucket list. And I'm thinking, keep that bucket list handy while we're on this date. We might be able to cross a few things off. So she works for Uber. She's an executive for Uber. So she sends an Uber to pick me up. I know, sugar mama, right? I'm like, sweet, I'm totally ready to ride bitch on this date. I can handle it. So uh, I don't just dress as your average Santa Claus. I go a little Kris Kringley, right? I go as sexy Santa. Anybody remember sexy Santa from a couple years ago? Bearded gentleman wore a you know, vest and a nice shirt and a nice tie and I dressed up. I even had a wool jacket that was a woman's jacket because I'm not afraid to mix a little androgyny into my fashion. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to knock her socks off with this outfit. She comes out dressed as this elf in green and she, is, she looked great. I was like, oh my God, sugar plum fairies were dancing in my head at that point. <laughs> so she hops in the Uber. We get down to Union Square uh, someone like pretty much immediately shows up with mistletoe. What are you supposed to do with mistletoe, right? But it's our first, uh, you know, Tinder date. So I'm like, I demurely go in for a peck on the cheek. I don't want to be too creepy in this. But she totally open mouth kisses me. Exactly. I'm like, jingle all the way. This is getting better and better and better. So we are making out on dance floors, grinding on dance floors. Things are just going so smoothly, right? So she calls an Uber to like end the date. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to deck her halls. Let's do this. But she puts me in the Uber by myself and sends me home. Right to go fuck some bartender that she had been texting our whole date. Yeah, guys, I'm the opening act. What the fuck is that shit, right? Yeah, that was a weak horn for my week. Anyway. Thank you, I feel better now. Confidence builder. Uh, so so I, I get home. I'm like way pissed. I immediately turn on that app. She's already like deleted our connection, right? So I can't even bitch back at it, right? But, but that's not it. Like three days later, she sends me back the 60 bucks that I had spent on drinks for her. Through Venmo. No paper trail. The date was annulled. I've reached new depths in getting dumped, guys. And that's, you know, I figure it took her three days because she was trying to do it on Bitcoin. That's my only, you know. All right, good luck out there, people. Matthew Quirk. Matthew, I've never heard that joke before. It's a really funny new joke. It's really, really funny. It's a great story, and I'm glad that you told it. I've never heard it before. Yay, Matthew Quirk, yay! I'm sorry about that Venmo thing. I, people try to Venmo, Venmo me all the time, but I, I have a dumb phone, so they can't do it. They just have to give me cash, uh, so I look like a prostitute. Your next comedian. What a funny guy this is. I'm so glad he's here. Clap your hands wildly for Neil Doss. Make you to cry, and not a little seas. They're getting they shy. Early girl up before the AM rush. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right, so I'm the asshole who's been sitting on the side and coughing all the time. If you didn't realize. All right, so <coughs> my throat's bad, and I'm gonna, I'm not sure if I'm gonna make the entire five minutes. Anyway, so a little bit about me. I'm uh, not from here. So growing outside the U.S., uh, I had a very different uh, perception of everything. And honestly, after coming here, I feel like I was conned. I I feel like I was conned by American women because the perception of American women I had was from Desperate Housewives or Californication, you know, and they're all fucking. Julie's fucking. Julie's mom's fucking. So the message I got was, bro, you come, and then you'll come inside them, on them. You give them a little pearl necklace, you know, and. All the time, they're only practicing. They're 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 fucking. They're practicing. They lose their virginity at 16, and they're practicing only for you. So I came here, and they forgot to tell me that they were only fucking tall, hot white men. So that was a bit of a downer. Anyway, <clears throat> little bit about me also that I lost my grandma at a very early age. Now that guy, he totally uh, screwed my grandma's story. But anyway, I'll tell you uh, what happened uh, after she passed. Uh, a, a guy he came up to me and he told me that even though she has passed in body, she'll always be around you in spirit, looking after you. And immediately after I masturbate to Korean punani, that is the first thing that hits me. Heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> now, uh, I love the Bay Area and uh, honestly, it, it makes me feel like I'm back home because it's it's so multicultural, you know, so diverse. And also, uh, back home, uh, you, you, you don't like move out uh, until you're married or something. And th I've, I've seen in, in the Bay Area, that's really a good thing because pe uh, if, you, if you're still living with your parents in the Bay, you're, you're like rocking it because you still have money. <laughs> for food weed and alcohol so 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 it's kind of it's kind of like going coming back home really now uh I, i'm not sure what uh, you guys you white people are doing nowadays but uh it's cool that you people are killing each other because with the with the charles charlesville thing because we don't have uh, rights thanks to that it's only white against white but of all the cars you could have chosen to ram into a person, you chose a Dodge Challenger. Of all the cars. What the fuck? <laughs> now, I have a few friends, uh, dog owners. Dog owners in the house. Give me a, give me a chair, give me a chair. Anyone? Dog, like from dog owners. Oh, dog, dog owners. Sorry, dog, owners. Sorry, dog, owners. <laughs> dog owners. Any dog owners here? No? Cats! All right, all right, all right. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I know this uh, uh, friend of mine who's a dog owner and every time his dog takes a shit, he, he's, he's, he's in the best mood, all right? So in the morning, he comes up to me, he's like, my dog took the best shit in the morning and she won't uh, dirty the house again for the rest of the day. So I go up to him like, bro, what about my turd? What about the turd I left in uh, Taco Bell the other day? Who's, who's gonna celebrate that? Fuck you, man. <laughs> now, nothing uh, confuses me more about uh, the states than the usage of the N-word. Because I've seen, I've seen Latinos use the N-word. I've seen Asians use the N-word. I've, I've seen whites use the N-word. There was no big deal. 
and after a while i feel self conscious if i don't use it it's like i'm not cool anymore <laughs> and uh that's mostly what i have and also i'll leave you all uh, with a little uh, impression of pam oh, if you don't mind please all right so this is my impression of pam okay oh <laughs> smoking all the weed and having all the abortions All right, all right, thank you so much. Have a good day. Smoking all the weed and having all the abortions. He's exactly right. I don't, I don't do white, I don't do white powders anymore though, because they're too expensive and it, it takes a whole day away from me. So no more cocaine for this kid, because I turn 43 next month, and uh, it's, it ruins your life and your pocketbook. So, uh, but all you young kids, please take as much cocaine as you want. Uh, just it'll help you be worse comedians, and I can't wait for it. Hey, Neil Doss, my favorite thing about your set is the way you say "veed." Instead of weed, you say it like veed. I want to hang out with you more just because every time we smoke veed, I'll be like, we're smoking veed. <laughs> Sorry, it's really cute the way you say weed. Your next comedian, what a gem he is. He has a show here on Wednesday nights from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. He has two books out now on Amazon. They're called High Time Story Time, Volume 1 and 2. He's a hilarious guy. Next week he's going to be in Portland. You're going to love him right now. It's Arden! Well, my head is feeling cloudy. Smoke the swish sweet and eat the Mary Jane and brownies. So how that sound? I'll be coming with the pain. Uh, thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. How's everybody doing? We good? We good? I know you're not, Graham. Look, everybody, Graham's living up to his name today because he just gave me a whole fuck ton of weed in a bag. So thank you, Graham. Oh. Uh, and, and buddy, it's, do what I do, right? Every time I go to therapy, I give myself a little treat afterwards. I smoke a bowl, all right? Because it's just like when I was a kid, I had to go to therapy too, and that's how your parents get you to do stuff you don't want to do. Like, hey, Arden, if you do a real good job in therapy, we'll go for ice cream after, all right? You know, it sounds nice and all. You know, but it's really their way of saying, good job in therapy today, Arden. The divorce is still your fault, but good job crying about it, you know? Oh, man. But I love them. I love them. They're my folks, right? You can't not love them. But you know who I don't love right now? Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry and I have got beef. Yeah, and it's because of his new special, right? Because if I want to go back to the first place I did comedy, I got to go to Portal's fucking tavern, right? Who wants to do that special? Oh, God. Oh, actually, I take that back. The first stand-up set I ever did was in uh, Quadrant Coffee Shop in Easton, Pennsylvania. So again, who wants to go to that fucking special? Uh, but no, the reason Jerry and I have beef is because he refuses to do colleges anymore. Right? I, there was an article recently with him saying, I just, I don't understand kids that I don't want. He sounds like an old fucking man, right? Which makes sense because he's an old fucking man. But I'm an old fucking man. I don't do a college. I'll just be honest with the kids, right? I'll be like, hey, hey, look, you know all that reckless sex and just drinking you're doing and having so much fun enjoying your life? Yeah, you're going to keep doing all that all you, it, when you graduate? It gets real sad, just real fucking sad the whole way you start fucking women. Instead of like your peers who also come from a lot of money and whatnot, because that's the only way you afford college, uh, you're going to just fuck just awful people that you really didn't want to in the first place. Like you'll be sitting at home one night and you'll get that call from the girl you used to hook up with and she's crying because she went on a date with some guy who turned out to be married and doesn't know how to eat pussy. So I'm like, yeah, all right, come over and I'll fuck you. It's fine. All right, we'll do this. Uh, 
And I'm really just bitter because my neighbor now, she keeps me up at night, right? Because she's got this new boyfriend. She keeps having the loudest fucking sex in the world, just rubbing in my face, right? So I got back at her the other day. I had sex six times the other night. Right? My hands got a restraining order out, but uh, you know, I still got the job done. You know, I, I don't know. Everybody's like, you're just quiet when you're alone, master. I'm not. No, I, I, I need people to know what's up, right? <laughs> this is what you're missing out on. Uh, it's a lot of because <laughs> I was watching some lesbian porn the other day, and I, 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 in the middle of jerking off, I lost my heart on, and I started weeping, and just sobbing like a little me because I used to cry as a kid. But no, I, oh man, but no, it's I. Uh, the reason I lost my heart on and I started sobbing was I realized that the two ladies in this nice lesbian porn had a much better relationship than I've ever had, you know. They're communicating, spank me harder, pull my hair, don't do that, you know. I'm just like, God, can I find anybody? Because every time I have sex with women, I'm like, what would you like? What would make you happy right now? You always respond with the same thing. I think it's my face. You always say, uh, do whatever you want. Well, your sister's not here right now, so oh. give me something. Come on. Uh, I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I'm just bitter. That's all it is. And it's because I'm getting too big for this fucking town. I was in a commercial yesterday in the background. So don't, don't fucking tell me I'm not too big for this stage, you know? Uh, actually, I'm shrinking. That's the real problem. I mean, I'm already 5'8 on a good day. And then I go to the doctor and they measure me. They're like, no, you're 5'7 on a good day. I'm like, fuck, god damn. Uh. And uh, I'm also shrinking because... All right, I, I, I have this bit I've been working on where uh, I have a female audience member pick a card out of a deck of cards, right? And I shove my hand down my pants and I pull out a card and I say, is this your card? And uh, you say no, because it's not. And I say, well, you're so smart, you go looking for it, because this shit's hard, all right? Anyway, so I was like, oh, that's a funny bit. But no, it's not that funny, right? Because me dressing up like a magician, I mean, Ladies, is there any comeback from fucking magician? Just at all? Just any? No. Uh, so I decided I would dress up as a magician's assistant, but what do I know about dress sizes? So I just blindly order on Amazon, dress comes, and guess what? Ladies, you got one more reason not to date me and be self-conscious, and that's that I'm a size four. Anyway, my name's Ben Arden. That's my time. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. As for I can shame you even further. The dress I'm wearing is from Costco. It's a child's large. I wear dresses from Costco that are a child's large. It was $14.97. How darling is it to wear children's clothing? You can do it too, Arden. Yay! Your next comedian, what a funny lady. Uh, she uh, used to have a show here on Mutiny Radio. She puts together Beef Curtains, which is an awesome showcase uh, once a month or whenever she decides to do it. You're going to love her right now. It's Geneva Rust Horta. It's Jewish. New. It's a year. It's a, Jew, it's a Jewish thing. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> when we hate ourselves and feel bad about everything we've ever done wrong I can't fucking wait I got an abortion this year Yom Kippur is gonna be crazy <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, 
I'm really hot now. Do you know, okay, so if you set a goal for yourself, which is what you're meant to do, I guess, for like New Year's, well, you're supposed to set like a wish for the world, but I just do them about myself. Um, you are supposed to write it down and then like tell people and share with them what your goal is. And then statistically what happens if you do that is that you are way more embarrassed when it doesn't work out. Um, <laughs> in the future. Uh, I don't know what my, my goal is. I kind of, I want to be the queen of England. I wanna, just because I want to knight everyone who's ever gone down on me, and then I'd resign. <laughs> I, but I like the idea of knighting people, because I don't know, I can't do much for people. Um, but if you could knight someone, that would be like making a friend, right? <laughs> Is that how friends work? Um, I guess dogs are supposed to be friends, but they're also possessions. So if if you like are sad about your dog dying, you might be a psychopath. I read that somewhere. Anyway, back to normal life. Um, my stepmom thinks she's an interesting person, but I don't believe her. Do you know people like that? Where she's like, sure, she's interesting. And I'm always on the lookout for like how she is. And she has got a tattoo that says poet on her arm. And I was like, oh, why, why do you have a tattoo that says poet? And she said, because I'm a poet. And I was like, if you wanted like a more like individually descriptive tattoo, it should probably say like, poet, but a really straightforward one. <laughs> anyway, she's away this week, which is nice. She's in Deborah land. Um, <laughs> my stepmom kisses our dog uh, with her tongue every Tuesday morning. Yeah, but only on Tuesday mornings, because it'd be weird if it was like another time. <laughs> Women. <laughs> what are you going to do with them? Um, I did get an abortion, uh, the other day. It wasn't, I wasn't pregnant. I just like, I heard they vacuumed your vagina and I have a lot of stuff from the years. Um, <laughs> like gum, <laughs> popsicle sticks. And, um, no, I did. I, I got an abortion and a bikini wax on the same day, um, because I'd booked the wax in advance. And I couldn't, so I, I'm basically saying I'm the perfect woman. Um, but, oh, how I wrote that differently at one point. It doesn't matter now. I do wax my vagina. It's not for anyone. It's for, it's for myself. I like the way it feels better when my vagina's itchy. Um, <laughs> no, I just don't want to grow up. That's really... I feel like if my pubes get too long, my mom's going to like knock on my bedroom door and be like, you need to move out now. <laughs> so take care of that. My mom used to like let me pick my own punishments because um, she thought that would help me like learn better if I picked like, so if I ever called my stepmom like a fat bitch instead of a curvy bitch, she'd be like, what, what do you think is fair? I'd say, like, just give me some advice. And she'd say, like, all women are beautiful. And I'd be like, all right. Learn my lesson. You lied to me. 
Women are ugly, but so are men. People are just ugly, ugly things. Um, I slept with someone who's quite a bit older um, than me, and he he told me I was too young for him. But like after sleeping with me six times, he was kind of like, "You're just young enough for it to be cool six times," and then. <laughs> After that, I feel like I'm taking advantage. <laughs> so I'm celibate now, which I thought would mean I don't have sex at all. It turns out loads of sex just with God. Um, <laughs> so I got an IUD because I do not want to have Jesus too. Um, that would be a weird fucking kid. Because no, Jesus was not cool when he was a kid. He was like... Like, he wouldn't do cool miracles if someone was like, turn my juice box into a blue bottle drip coffee. He'd be like, no, my miracle's gonna be finding fish in Lake Merritt. And then, I don't know. He'd be like, all my friends are gonna go to the beach for the day without me, and then I'll walk by them on the water. Magic. <laughs> like, I want my kid to be at the party. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Have a good night. Bye. Geneva Resorta. Too young to be grappling with the concept of having a baby or not. You are so young. You have so many years. I actually had a pregnancy scare last week, and it was really scary because I also have an IUD, and I was like, I know the apocalypse is coming, and if I'm truly pregnant... I'm actually birthing the Antichrist or the baby that will save the world. That's because I'm a narcissist and I think everything's about me. Yay! Your next comedian is new to the room. That means clap like you do for everybody else. Put your hands together for Olivia Gann. Spit to your chick for an hour or two. She'll know the bad sick. You know how we do. Hell yeah. I'm in front of the club getting high. Hell yeah. I'm in front of the club. Hello. Hi. So I think it's really cool that you went right before me. My sister's name is Geneva. I don't know if you know her. No? no? Okay, it's just checking. Um, so I'm Olivia. I know that I was just introduced, but I was kind of busy counting all my fingers and then dividing it by three and seeing what comes out. Um, you know when you're really, really frazzled and you just ask yourself questions that don't make sense in your head, like kind of Tourette style, it just, it just like comes out in your own brain? Um, I had this moment where I was pretty stressed at work consistently, like every day, all the time. And I just kept kind of like blacking into reality and feeling and just like blurting out in my head, like, oh my God, I haven't been wearing my seatbelt all day. And then I look around and I'm like in my cubicle and it's fine. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of, that's like a weird quirk that I have. But the good thing is that it's always in my head. Like I never say it out loud. So it's fine. Um, so one thing that I'm kind of experimenting with a little bit, I feel like this is like kind of part of my personality and kind of like, I don't know if I would consider it personality, but um, I feel like I like to kind of think about making people just uncomfortable enough that they can't question what I'm doing, but slightly uncomfortable so that they're uncomfortable. It's kind of like Larry David style. Um, so I don't know if you're watching Larry David, but if you are, you're loved. Um, one of my, one of my, so one of my things that I've been thinking about recently is this is actually from a last job, um, where one of the, one of my bosses had a daughter who was my same age and my same gender. Um, and that was kind of like a weird dynamic. That was like a little bit funky, um, sort of a weird hybrid situation. And he would always kind of stop by my, oh, the other thing that I have to tell you, uh, for this to make sense is that I really love beans like a lot, like 
I find things that I like and then I really, really super like them. Um, and then a lot of times I get like a compulsion to Google liking that thing. Like, so for example, I'm like, if I'm eating something with beans in it, I'm like, oh my God, this is really good. And I have to Google it to see if like anyone on the internet feels the same way. Like it's important for me to know whether or not someone else has that same feeling because it's a little bit overwhelming for me sometimes. Um, anyway, so I would make my lunch at my old job and my boss would kind of stop over by my desk and peer over and be like, you know, ask me about what's in it and say, oh my God, that's so healthy. Oh my God, what is that? And then to like, take out my earbuds and talk about what's happening. Um, and then I had this hypothetical situation where I would ask him, it was one of those big room offices where you all kind of sit in one room. Um, so I would say like, okay, like, can we like have a private conversation? I need to ask you something a little bit serious. Um, and I would say, okay, so I know, I know this is not traditional. I don't know if there's any way that you can do this, but I'm wondering if you could actually pay me in dried beans. Um, <laughs> Because I feel like the middleman is really getting like a lot of the money out of here, you know? Um, and it's like, it's fine, I'll bring in my own bags, like it's okay. Um, <laughs> and just see how he sits with that. Um, I never ended up doing it, but it's a thought. Um, I'm trying to think of other, other hypotheticals. Um, another one is, so I just moved here from Austin, um, and so I'm new to the Bay Area and to California and everything, and people have been asking, um, like, how do you like San Francisco? How do you like California? And I do, so I do mechanical engineering, um, and so, that's, I'm, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so basically, like, everyone who, I'm comfortable sharing my like age, gender, and job description with, like knows that I moved here because of my career and like because of the job opportunities. Um, but I like to kind of like throw people for a loop. So when they ask me how stuff is going to say like, kind of like pretend that I came here for the gold rush, you know what I mean? Like, does anyone else do that? <laughs> like, so when people say, how's it going? How do you like San Francisco? And just to be like, I don't know, I feel like I got here kind of late, do you know what I mean? <laughs> And say like, yeah, I don't know, me and my team, like, we're out on the beach every day, you know? And like, I'm it's, we're not getting that much. We have four metal detectors between the three of us, and I'm not getting anything. <laughs> and then it's the kind of thing where people can't, like, a lot of times when I'm talking about my work, people like are kind of like, oh, I don't get it. <laughs> so like, then people kind of like think that I'm serious, you know? Like, it could be a real thing, you don't know. You really don't, people don't know. Um, I think that's kind of all I have for hypotheticals. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it. Anyways, great to meet you. This has been nice. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Olivia Gann, all the way from Austin, Texas. No accent, but said y'all at the end. So now we know it's true. She's a mechanical engineer. That's amazing for a comedian. You know, you really, it just, you'll never date a San Francisco comedian because they're just, they're not good enough for you. You see, you're too smart and you have a really good job. Also, never date a comedian. They're horrible people. Your next comedian, what an amazing guy. He's married and has a child. How did that happen? It always, it always astounds me when people have like, I don't know, 
healthy relationships and they're still comedians. He has a great show every Sunday from 2 to 4 called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. Hey, uh, let's go up for everyone who sat through. Good job. You guys did a good job sitting through the show. Happy New Year. I am married. I do have a kid. My priorities have changed. My priority now, get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> Any excuse. Honey, I'm going to take out the garbage to the movies. Garbage I want to see. Mother! I got kicked out of the movie house because I said, two for mother! They said, all right, Jesus. Really, two people want to see this movie? I like that. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. It's great to be here. I love reading comic books, although it's very difficult for me. Comic books have a speech bubble and thought bubble, and uh, it's hard for me to follow because I don't read the thought bubbles. It's none of my business. <laughs> Let Batman be Batman. It's hard for me to read books because I don't want to read the thoughts, their thoughts, and they don't have thought bubbles, quotation marks. So halfway through, I'm thinking the guy's saying it out loud, and then he goes, he thought. And I go, oh, Jesus. It's none of my business what people think. I don't read books. I only go to the library to shower. They, they're on to you. Have you ever been to a public library? It is a public library. They have a, a poster in the bathroom that lists social services. Uh, which is just so typical of the library. I mean, it's like, can I find one room where I don't have to read? I just want to wash my clothes in the bathroom and get out of here. There's a full-time social worker present at the public library. Uh, you could tell she's the one sleeping in the, in the library. It's all the professionals. I, like, uh, I don't like using the bathroom in the, li in the public library. It's a little scary. That's uh, not scary. It's fun. Have you guys ever used the Main Branch Public Library? Hell yeah. What's your favorite thing about it? My favorite thing is upstairs in the children's area because the bathroom's always clean. Yeah, right. But as a parent, fuck you. <laughs> There's a reason why they have a kid's bathroom in the Main Branch. is because the kids don't have to go to the ground floor. Uh, my favorite thing I saw was taking a leak and a guy next to me was taking a leak with one hand, and he was drinking vodka with the other. So he was doing the Royal Gate penis trick, which I thought was very impressive. Uh, I keep uh, a diary. So that's like a book I like to read. It's my own life. It's very interesting. It's changed. I'm, I'm almost 50, and writing a diary every day has changed my life. I'm more focused. I remember details. In fact, I dream about what I did during the day, which sucks and makes my dream journal redundant. Just like, hey, see my diary. I dreamt about that again. I do have my joke book. I keep my joke book on stage in case I think of a joke. I'll write it down. I think that's fair. If I uh, remember it, I'll let you guys know. That'd be pretty cool. I am um, so glad. God, TGI Friday, am I right? Uh, yeah. yeah, today was take your daughter to work day. I took my daughter and at 5 o'clock I said, hey, honey. Now that you know what your father does for a living, what do you want to do? And she said, Dad, let's drink to forget. And we got shit-faced. On jello shots. Because they look like the backyardigans to a child. Get purple, red. 
God, I'm so glad my kid grew up so I don't have to watch the back fucking yardigans. You guys like uh, watching cartoons? It's too, too much for me. I have to stop and go, this is in real life. And that really helps me uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. I like classic rock. I like, I like uh, the album covers more than the actual music. My favorite album is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. It has a ray of light hitting a prism. And a rainbow comes out. It's great. If you want to check it out, my van is parked right outside. It's a classic 70s van. I got Dark Side of the Moon on one side. On the other side, Darth Vader fights a unicorn while roller skating. <laughs> but let me just tell you before I go, if you see that van and rocking, don't come a-knocking, all right? Huh? Yeah. Unless you hear me yell, Ice Cube, that's my safe word. I'm Mike Speed One. Bye. This is it. To break it down for you with something. This is Ice Cube. That's Mike Spiegelman. Listen to his show every Sunday from 2 to 4. Or download it after. It's super awesome. You can watch a full-length movie on YouTube with him. How exciting. My safe word is cinnamon. Your next comedian has boobs named uh, Nikita and Svetlana. No. Svet- Nikki and Svetlana. Put your hands together for Rachel Raphael. Indoors from the city, outdoors, grown I brought, up I brought the name tags for them for later. Yeah, I have, um, yeah, my, my boobs have their own personalities, and this is apparently, this is by far the most interesting thing that's ever happened, um, and I learned that apparently it happened at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> During the fundraiser, they just said, anyone have any interesting stories at Mutiny Radio? Rachel, you named your boobs here, didn't you? And I was like, I mean, in an Uber leaving, but I guess that's how I'm going to be known now. I don't know. Um... So most of the Jews have left. Uh, so uh, Pam, Rosh Hashanah happened. That's where we get excited about the new year. Then in, in 10 days from Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur happens. That's when we don't eat and think about all the things we did wrong for the year. Um, I, I now don't do either holidays, and I'm good. Um, my dad was a rabbi. He used to have to go to all the services and, like, there's only so many things you can have me do at once, and thinking about everything I did wrong for a year, not eating, wearing nice clothes, and like not yelling at people, I can't do all of those things at once, so usually I just ate. Um, um, yeah. Uh, after, after Yom Kippur, then a little later we do Hanukkah, then Sukkot, then uh, Maccabia, then Shamanana, then Hakshivu, and then we go back to Rosh Hashanah. Now, how many of those did I just make up? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Pam, I appreciate you keeping your, in, your thoughts to yourself, because you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, 2017, I decided I was going to fuck with Gentiles, and you know what? It's really easy. It's great. Um, uh, anyone heard of WAG, the app? Yeah, so you can get paid to walk people's dogs. They're like, it's like Uber, but, you know, you're walking a dog. But it's really like Tinder until someone says, yes, you can Uber my dog. Because, like, they'll put up, like, hey, can someone walk my dog, like, in two hours? And then I'll say, yes, I want to. And then someone, either the owner or the dog, I'm not sure, uh, decides whether they want me to walk them or not. And so, like, I get rejected. I'm like, like, what, this pug is, like, looking at my picture just like, you know what? I don't get it. No thanks. Like, you know what? She needs to learn her angles. F- fuck her. I don't know. There's a very bitchy pug. Um, uh, and now I've been getting some walks, so it's been good. Uh, because, I mean, look, I think it's amazing 
that I figured out a way to get paid to walk a dog because I have to exercise like they told me I have to and I like dogs. This is an amazing thing. But like anytime I apply for like a scheduled walk, they're like, nah. So like what I figured out is that like I'm good for like a booty call walk or like an on-demand walk, but they don't want like the other dogs don't want like their dog friends to know that like they agreed to this like without duress. I don't really know what's going on. Um, but they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, in a pinch, you know, if we're drunk, sure you can walk us. But, you know, during the day when we've thought about it, no thanks. Uh, so that's, that, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, and like half these dogs are in my neighborhood and, you know, they pay wag walkers more if you wear the shirt that says wag on it. So part of me is like, I'm going to go to the farmer's market. I'm going to see one of these dogs like that rejected me and like their own wag walker. And I'm just like, is that what you like? Is that what you're into? Um, I'm not sure where the rest of that joke is going, (laughs) but, uh, whatever. Um, so if, if Pam's just going to let me, you know, go on for a while while everyone's being held hostage, I'm fine. Woo! Uh, uh, let's talk about boobs. Um, I got pretty big ones. I never know if men notice because from what I know about men, they do notice. But what from I know about my self-esteem, I assume they don't. So no one thinks that joke's funny, but I still like it. Um, uh, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, it must be so great to have big boobs. It must be so fun. You must get free drinks everywhere. And I'm like, here's the problem. I'm awkward and my personality comes with the boobs. Like, we generally are a package deal. At some point, like, at this point now, I do want to do experiments where I'm like, all right, Nikki, you go to Polk Street. Svetlana, you go to the mission. Now that I don't have boobs, I'm going to go to the Castro. And then we're all going to see, like, how many drinks we get. And then we're going to, you know, merge in the middle of the street, give a homeless man a real show. And just, uh, you know, compare notes. And um, a lot of people, what a lot of people find weird about this joke is that I've chosen to name one of my boobs Svetlana. And that's the weirdest thing, apparently, about this joke. And look, I didn't choose the name. The boob chose the name. I don't get to choose the boob's history. It tells me what it's feeling and what if it's what it's feeling is that it was like a dominatrix in the former USSR. That's what it is. Um, also, when the singularity comes and we all have to be like half robots, I'm going to get an arm put in the boob that's named Svetlana. Uh, there's going to be a flip-up nipple cover. And the only things I really want to do is fuck with people. I mostly just want to like read a newspaper in a way where it like looks like I'm holding it with both hands, but then I use one of my hands to like fix my hair so everyone knows that I'm holding it with like uh, my robot boob arm. Also, I feel like I feel like people can't get mad at you if you like hit them in the face if it's with an arm that came out of your boob. Thank you very much. I'm Rachel Raffel. Rachel Raffel! Robot boob arm! That's the name of the next best band ever! Uh, also, I practice Shamanana so fuck it if it's real or not. I will always eat caramel chocolate covered matzah at Shamanana like it's I'm it is an actual holiday now. We're making up we're making up rituals. We're gonna we're gonna throw potatoes into the wilderness. We're gonna put all our sins in the potatoes, we're gonna throw them into the wilderness with our robot arms coming out of our tits. Fuck yeah, everybody clap again for Rachel Raphael, yay! If you love Rachel Raphael. Uh, you get to see her in the next show. Hey, everybody, that's the end of Happy Hour. That's the end of the open mic. We're going to be back with you in 
Let's see if I can do math. 16 minutes here. We have a great show coming up. It's the next show. We're going to have singles here. They're going to be speed dating the lovely comedians, Geneva Rust-Orta, Rachel Raffel, Chelsea Bierce, Annette Mullaney, and Nicole Turley, as well as someone else will be speed dating the lovely Matthew Quirk, the uh, effluent Arden, his hair is so luxurious. Anthony Medina, also luxurious hair. Marty Cunney, he cut his hair. What a weirdo. And Zach Wiseman caught him smoking heroin in the bathroom of Brainwash last night. So, yeah, we're going to speed date some people, yo, at 8 o'clock. It's coming up. I hope you guys join us. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, listen to everything at Mutiny Radio because we're a lot of fucking fun, right? Uh, we'll be back here at 8 o'clock. Bye-bye. Yay. Oh, I should tell you, you've been listening in the fills to Skunk Train, their new album, Bazooka Joe. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. October 6th, come join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse for Johan Miranda, headlining 50 minutes. Opening sets by Amy Bebo, Clay Newman, and Pam Benjamin. Don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10. Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here. I'm giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm and click on the 
submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio, all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Gets to the point where, like, you walk into Target and you see, like, a cute bra that's like a winky face and it's Joe Boxer and you're like, oh, that's cute. I would want that. No, they only make it A through, like, C. Maybe C, all right? I want to be able to buy bras at Target. Those bras are like seven bucks. You know how much I have to pay for bra? I have to go to Lane Bryant. I have to make a fucking meet with a fitting person, right? And then the fitting person is like, oh, what are you, like an eight?
mountain spring, river, stream, out natural. Brothers paid me to tell them how to flip a house. See, I'm breaking them down, ounces and pounds. That's what's up when I come to your town. Dipping through traffic as I smoke my L's. Everything I'm off is wholesale for real. Got them mamas, got them clones. Everything grown at home is not homegrown. Got them zoning out lighting dimes. Me, I'm blowing out writing rhymes. Hydroponic, call it Dodi. I'm at the San Fran Philharmonic. Pushing the OZs, Cushions, OG, Purpose, GDP. Who that spitter is? That's BJG. Skunk train, skunk train. All aboard, all aboard. Skunk train, skunk train. All aboard, all aboard. I love my greens in the morning. I love my greens in the night. And if you love your greens just like I do, skunk train, we take you for a ride. Skunk train. Dub GB King size in it. Lighting up fatties when I'm blazing splits. I roll them extra fat so I can take fat hits. Smoke on the cat piss, hit mac and stack chips. Vapors in my lung, boy, I get it done. Take them hits from the bong like my name was Cheech and Chong. With the non-stop smoking, I cross the bridge to Oakland. Keeping it choking, big time West Coasting. Home of the purple, land of the graves. This is how the players hustle in the golden gates. We don't grind on 